And one of the things we talk about is if we don't give effort, if we're not recognized for effort at the University of Oklahoma, then I'm a con man and they're a fraud. All right, guys, welcome to the Oak Boy Breakdown Podcast, brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. This is kind of like an emergency podcast, not really an emergency podcast. I'm your host, Kamiar Moravian. Oklahoma, Joe Castiglione, just hired a basketball coach, guys. And, you know, the early names uh, people heard were, you know, John Beeline, Mark Turgeon. Uh, there's a couple of, oh, Grant McCasland from uh, the University of North Texas. And names that are still being talked about, actually. You know, Qantas White, uh, Hollis Price, Kellen Sampson as assistants, maybe. Hollis Price isn't an assistant coach. I think he's the body, I think he's not body, but the player development coach over there at, at Houston. And Oklahoma, uh, Joe Castiglione, you know, the, the rumbling started to really billow a lot of smoke last night that Porter Moser from Loyola Chicago University, a private school in Chicago, is now going to be the head coach at the University of Oklahoma. And a, a really, really, really nice hire for Joe Castiglione. I mean, this guy took a small school. Uh, made the Final Four, I believe, in 2018. And, you know, they were a sweetheart, you know, this wonderful story, Cinderella. And then this season, you know, last season there wasn't uh, there, there wasn't a tournament, of course. And then this season, they get to the Sweet 16 and get so close to the Elite Eight as an 11 seed, despite being ranked the number 17th team in the country. And so I think it's a big-time hire. I think it's a hire that Oklahoma fans should really get behind. And, uh, you know, it seems like Joe Castiglione, uh, and we're going to see this with the assistants that he does hire, that uh, that Moser wants on his team, then the assistants Oklahoma goes after. Going to really see what they feel about the basketball team because from what I was told, you know, I I stayed up pretty late. Uh, I got some a lot of text messages about, hey, if Moser's not in Norman, Oklahoma, by Monday, they'd be surprised. Oklahoma still wants some, uh, one of the three assistants, Hollis Price, Qantas White, Kellen Sampson from Houston. Uh, those are some of the things I got. And the view was that after Jeff Capel left Oklahoma, Lon Kruger would be there to instill this kind of normalcy uh, back to, you know, making the tournament regularly, never being – at the top, uh, of course, that Buddy Heald uh, took Oklahoma to the top for that year and a half. and um, But just really cleaning up the program, getting it ready for to really invest in for Oklahoma. Oklahoma's historically had a strong basketball program as well. You know, Billy Tubbs, Kelvin Sampson, they made Final Fours, went to the national title game under Tubbs against Kansas, didn't pull through. But Oklahoma's historically had a good men's basketball team and so after kelvin sampson you know all the recruiting violations and yada yada that's before like iphones right um the capel era comes in and really wrecks oklahoma after blake griffin's exit and then long kruger takes it over and really just you know reconditions the program puts you right back to where oklahoma needs to be getting in the tournament every year and now porter moser is leaving Loyola chicago for the university of oklahoma in a lot of people are thinking, okay, yeah, he made the tournament, made the Final Four in a small school, made the Sweet 16 this past year. Why is he a big deal? Who is he? You know, besides that, he's had, he's had stops at several other schools. One of the big time things is he was mentored by Rick Majerus at St. Louis University early on in his career. And Rick Majerus, if you guys don't know, he's a Hall of Fame college, uh, college basketball inductee. He made his name at Utah early in his years, uh, I believe in the 80s, if I'm correct. Um, and Utah making the Final Four there. But one of the big things that you're getting in 
Porter Moser is, and of course, we, we say this for a lot of teams, is culture. That's the, the things that most coaches in his league will tell you about is culture, the big thing that he brings to the program. You know, it, it's interesting because Capel had no culture. Kelvin Sampson, you know, he had this culture of accountability. And, of, of course, Sampson was Sampson's not a hothead, uh, but he was an incredibly, an, an incredibly t- in, can, intense coach in practice in person, really, from the stories I've been told. In Long Kruger, you know, we all viewed him as a nice guy. I think everybody liked the Long Kruger. He's just a nice guy. You know, always was really nice to the refs. Really never said cuss words. Uh, he did occasionally. Um, but I never really thought Oklahoma had a uh, – Oklahoma had basketball had a culture. I mean, Oklahoma football has a culture. You can – even if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, or you can see Oklahoma City Thunder, they have a culture. And it seems like OU basketball has been lacking a culture. And that's what Porter Moser is going to bring uh, to the University of Oklahoma – He's big on it, you know, and he, at Loyola Chicago, he has this massive wall, and he says at the top, it says culture, of course, uh, and he has a bunch of sayings, but it's not just like, you know, like, oh, you know, we respect ourselves, sayings like that, it's legitimate quotes he'll say on the court, you know, uh, talking about importance of uh, communication on defense and keeping your hands high on defense and uh, playing fast and transition etc and so those are those are a big thing and so what kind of play style are you expecting to see with Porter Moser at the University of Oklahoma well one big thing about his teams are conditioning conditioning is a big emphasis for Porter Moser and his programs because they needed to know that they were going to definitely beat the hell out of the other teams in the second half of every game. So the first half, you know, they're they're just as competitive with the other team. But it was important to him that the other team knew that Porter Moser's teams were more conditioned than their opponents. One of the big things you're going to notice about Loyola Chicago is that they had the number one defense in college basketball this past year. That was how they were winning games defensively. Uh, We look at their Final Four team in 2018. Per possession on offense, they averaged 1.1 points. And, of of course, on defense, 0.95 points per possession. So that's a margin of 0.16. That's a winning margin. That's a good margin. This past season, when they were number one in in, in the nation on the team defense, they are 1.12 points per possession on offense, but 0.85 on defense, making up a quarter margin. And that put them number one in the country. Uh, second was Alabama, third is Tennessee, fourth is Baylor, and five is Memphis. So they are playing some serious defense. And here's what they kind of do. Porter Moser's teams focus on long, long, long possessions. They make sure they get the other team to pass the ball several times. They are actually second in the country on possession length on defense. So look for that shot clock to really get drained if the defense is being executed the way Porter Moser is looking for it to be. They are also ninth in the country in defensive rebounding percentage. Uh, that's really, really great. They're going to you know play intense defense, force you to the baseline, and then go to the ball. So what that's going to tell us, though, 
is this is going to tell us the team has a big focus on rebounds and not a lot of guys leaking out in transition. We'll get to that later. They're also 21st in free throw rate, which is fantastic as well. So a lot of good numbers that got them to the Sweet 16 and almost the Elite 8 this year. I'd have been really curious to see what would have happened if they made it to the Elite 8 because I feel like because they were ahead in that Sweet 16 game. So it was just really interesting. Uh, Porter Rose is a great coach for Leola uh, Chicago. Now, this is kind of what their defense does. It's a fundamental defense based on this no pack, no line defense, but there's several other entities of different philosophies of defense that Porter Moser brings in. And so he teaches a lot of tools. There's a lot of sayings. There's no uh, lackadaisical kind of mo motions, I suppose, on defense. It's always live on ball. They don't just attack on offense. They're also attacking and being very, very aggressive on defense. So one of the big things is this. Keeping the ball on one side of the floor. Do not let the other team get into the middle uh, or in any capacity or really start to go across the threshold at the middle point of the three-point line. Keep them on one side of the floor and force the ball handler at all times at the baseline. So that means switching a lot and forcing that ball handler baseline instead of them in the middle of the court to limit their options maybe. And also, also if that's the end of the shot clock, then they're going to get a tough shot from the baseline. Now, it's an aggressive defense. It requires a lot of length, so you got a lot of tall guys. So names like Jalen Hill, who are rumored to be, you know, looking at the transfer portal. Uh, Devian Harmon, you know, is maybe thinking about coming back. Uh, Brady Manick put in his, uh, his his transfer portal today. I think that's pretty smart for him because I don't think he's going to be able to play this style of ball at Porter Moser once, but who knows. But it's a lot of switches, but not only on ball. They're not switching on ball, and they don't go over a lot. They go under a lot of screens. So it does leave you open and susceptible to great three-point shooting teams. That's true. But for the most part, they're willing to take that chance, especially in college basketball. One of the most fundamental parts of this defense, though, is not just switching on the ball handler, but aggressively switching off ball. And that's a big, 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 big thing for this defense. So they're not only scoring on their half-court sets because if you're Oklahoma and you're a fan, you love if if you if you're an Oklahoma fan, you love basketball. This is a defensive brand of basketball. It's very fundamental. Uh, you might see something like you know the University of Virginia, but a little more offensive hype getting in there. But they create turnovers and they make sure the defense forces as many passes in one possession as possible so to play this defense it takes a lot of length or land or a lot of energy so like dudes like Elijah Harkless I think will be very very good for this team or Alondis Williams or you know if Kirk Weth decided not to exit I think he would have been great for this for this defense because of how long he is and all the things he brings to the table but uh, Victor Walker may be pretty good but dudes like Brady Manick, you know, they're just not built for this style of defense. And so we can look at this team, uh, you know, you can look at his career. People like to say, oh, if he's going to play like a style like Virginia, because he kind of gets stuff from the Bennetts, that they're not going to score that many points. Well, they averaged about 69.5 points a game, about 70 points, a, per, points per game. And, of course, that's not Billy Tubbs ball. He's not Billy ball. They're not going to score 90 points per game. They're not going to run everywhere. Because the emphasis is on play fundamentally sound defense and rebound the hell out of the ball. And they're going to squeeze you into submission. So it's a team that 
if they get down big because they have given up maybe so many threes, then it's hard for them to come back. You know, and I, that's one of the drawbacks of this. But he's going to be able to recruit. He's going to go, I assume, and go hopefully in the Houston-Dallas area. Hopefully they're going to hire assistant coaches in the Houston-Dallas area to really get athletes that can play this style of uh, basketball. I mean, people might, uh, you know, crap on uh, Porter Moser. And it's because his career has seen peaks and valleys. I mean, he started his career off in Arkansas Little Rock. That's actually where Derek Fisher played basketball. And every year, his teams got better. And then, But he moves on from Arkansas Little Rock, and he goes to Illinois State and ends up actually getting fired. You know, He goes 10-19 and 19 his first year, 17-13 and 13 the next year. You think you're really seeing some, some, um, some turn. And then the next season, they only win nine games. In the next season, they finish barely under 500. Then he has a stint. He starts a stint at Loyola Chicago. His first season there, they go 7-23. and 23. The next season, 15-16. and 16. Then they go from the Horizon League to the Missouri Valley Conference. That's where Wichita State was from until they moved. And they start winning some, they start winning some conference championships. They go, 10 and 20, they go 10 and 22 after they switch from the Horizon Conference. Immediately, 24 and 13 the next season, uh, they win a tournament champ. Uh, they win a, a tournament, you know, a, a, one of the smaller ones. They go 15 and 17, 18 and 14, and then now you're into his fifth year um, in the Missouri Valley Conference, starting to recruit a little bit more better athletes. 32 and 6, conference champion, NCAA Final Four, right? The next year after that, they go 20 and 14. They go to the, the NIT, but they get they tied for first in their conference. The following year, 21 and 11, they finish second in the Missouri Valley Conference. Still a good conference. That's a good conference for mid-major basketball. I I, I think I, pe- I think people are kind of disrespecting it. And also some Indiana folks are pretty salty that they wanted him really badly. I mean, you look at you just go to YouTube and type in Porter Moser's name, right? You're gonna see people wanting him to take the Marquette job take the Indiana job. And so there are salty people about Porter Moser deciding on Oklahoma who offered him more years and more money than Loyola Chicago did. And so the 2019 team, 2020 team, they went 21 and 11, second in their conference, great conference. They would have made the tournament, but of course COVID-19 pandemic had just started. Everything was canceled. 2020, 21, they come back 26 and five. 16 and 2 in the conference. They finish as a champion in their conference first, and they get to the Sweet 16. Like I said, probably could have made the Elite Eight, should have made the Elite Eight. His teams have gotten better every single year for the most part, especially at Little Chicago. 99 and 35 over the last four years. That's fantastic. So, it should be a good day for Sooner fans. Joe Castiglione still proves that he is one of the best in the business at locking down legitimate coaches. He still has some, assi- uh, some assistance to fill. Of course, Porter Moser is going to have a say in that, especially, you know, getting that guy. And there's a lot of other schools after him, I imagine. He has uh, some other hires, like a women's basketball coach to hire. I'm very curious what that will look like. But should be a, it's a good Friday for Oklahoma basketball. Uh, Porter Moser is a, a coach that fans should be excited about because of the culture and the amount of players that he's going to be able to sell on getting to Oklahoma, playing at the D1 level, getting actual athletes. You're going to get actual long, fast, tall, big men instead of, you know, whatever kind of fits at the moment. 
and uh, that's the kind of brand of basketball that they're going to play. It's defensive. It may be a little bit boring at times because they squeeze their, uh, their opponents into submission, but it's something that you really have to buy into. And I believe Porter Moses is a guy to do that. I think he's going to make Oklahoma maybe not successful this year because Austin Reeves is leaving. Davion Harmon is supposed to be leaving, but he can always come back. Brady Manick is leaving. But I'm very curious to see what transfers Oklahoma gets in, uh, what Oklahoma looks like next year. And, of course, as they'll, transfer, uh, as they'll transform over the next couple years under Porter Moser, I think Oklahoma will have maybe a legit team in the conference that, instead of backsliding at the end of the year, gets better as the year goes on. And so I'm so excited. I think fans should be excited. And the next thing we should do is bully Joe Castiglione into forcing this team to play in the McCaslin Fieldhouse with some updates because... Lloyd Noble Center is garbage, and they need to get rid of it or just, like, let homeless people stay in there. I don't know. But anyways, it's a good Friday. Uh, Oklahoma hires Porter Moser. Great hire for Oklahoma, I think. And we'll see you in the years to come. And check you guys later.